Welcome to another amazing episode of the Path to Podcast Success with your host, audience building and fear crushing podcast expert, Evan Bradley Johnson. Every single week, Evan has powerful conversations with successful entrepreneurs and business owners, revealing the podcast strategies they use to grow their subscribers and sales, and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay, welcome everyone to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. Uh, I think this episode is going to be a lot of fun. I know I say that pretty much, pretty much every time, and I know I say that I say it pretty much every time. But uh, our pre-show chat with my guest today has been a lot of fun, and so I think this this interview, this episode, is going to be great. Nell Tice, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. (laughs) (laughs) So I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests, and that is by making sure that everyone listening is on the same page and they have the context that they need to get the most that they can out of this conversation. So for those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do? Oh, gosh. Well, I am a woman of many trades. So I own a business called Enticing Media, where I focus mainly on videography, video editing, and uh, some commercial photography. I am also a best-selling author. I released my book this year in March. It's called Curvature of the Career. Uh, And I'm also a podcaster. I have a podcast called What the Nell, where we dive into topics anywhere from life, business, and anything in between. Uh, What else did you do? I'm also a coach. (laughs) I call myself a symmetry coach. That's my business uh, on the side. It's, uh, I can be found at nelltice.com. I'm also a coach with a company that I just recently joined called The Slaymaker Method. Um, It's two of us, Uh, my business partner and I, his name is Kyle Slaymaker. We are sales, business, and life coaching. So basically, it's all about balance and work in life. So that's, that's what I'm up to right now. (laughs) Cool. That's pretty awesome. So correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the video editing was what started you in the world of entrepreneurship. And then as you you went down the, down the road, what happened to you is what happens to most entrepreneurs where people start asking you about stuff and you start imagining what it would be like to simply have conversations all day, every day, and then make money from that. Uh-huh. And so what happens about coaching? Is that is that kind of like what the journey was for you? Yeah, you know, it's crazy because when I, so even the coaches have coaches, right? So when I decided to go full-time with my husband and I started the business, when I decided to go full-time at the beginning of this year, uh, it was December 9th of last year that I decided to go full-time. And when I signed on with my coach then, you know, we're working together and he's telling me everything that I need to do on social media to grow my business and to basically build my brand. And so he's saying, you know, do these motivational posts and, 
inspirational posts at certain times of the day. So when you start doing things like that, people start connecting with you and resonating. And then I would get messages all the time. And then sometimes friends would be like, so, you know, what kind of advice can you offer me on this? And it's like, okay, what's going on here? Apparently, I have some sort of impact going on in the world. And it just naturally let led to coaching. And it came from a place of really realizing that I can make an impact and I do want to help people. And there's enough success for everybody to go around. So let's just help each other do that. Exactly. So, so you hired the coach then you did these posts for like, like to grow the, the video editing business. Yeah. Yeah. That that was the original plan. And then people that Yeah, that was the original plan. So my coach said, you know, you need to get people to trust you before they start doing business with you. And that's how you grow that. And by being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and instigating change, that's where people start connecting and they start looking to you for advice and just looking to you for life changing things. It's just, it's, I can't even explain how motivating it is for me to hear somebody say, you know what? I look forward to your posts in the morning and I look forward to our zoom call later in the day, because I know that I'm going to be leaving that after reading or hearing you talking to you, I'm going to be leaving that conversation feeling good. Like, it's just you can't ask for right i love that that's that, that's amazing because it's always so exciting when you see people like when you see people who are responding so positively to to posts and all that kind of stuff and it's great too that like you did that with the primary purpose of growing the video editing business but then people start like People started wanting more, right? People started wanting to have more of an inside inside look yeah. and they wanted a more personalized touch. And so then it evolved into coaching, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, yeah, it is exciting. And I, at some point, I actually started to get a little disappointed because what I originally set out to do was video editing. <laughs> and I people were coming to me for coaching and I was like, okay, that's great, but do you want a video done too? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it seems like it worked out okay because you have a great, like, it's difficult to describe, but you have a really good, like, energy and voice for coaching. Oh, thank you. I've been told several times by friends and random people on the street, you have a great voice. You should be on the radio. And I'm like, I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the modern radio, I guess. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And um, I've also, I've used to teach yoga too, so... I just, Mm. I don't know. I have this like calming voice and yeah, I don't know. It's just a, I guess a gift. (laughs) Yeah, I think, I think so. And I have a feeling, I have a feeling things worked out the way they were supposed to. And you ended up doing, you know, ending up doing coaching Yeah, because that's kind of what it makes sense. It definitely makes sense that you're a coach. (laughs) Well, thank you. I will take that as a compliment. (laughs) You should, you should, you should. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, so you said you only started, though, in business at all, uh, at video editing or coaching this year. So what were you doing before that? So 
I went full time with um, my video editing business at the beginning of the year. We, mm-hmm. my husband and I, started the business in 2020. As we started it after the podcast, we we actually had a travel vlog on YouTube. Well, we st- I say had past tense. We still have it, but you know, worldly events in 2020 kind of put that uh, on hold, should we say? So what I did in 2020 was I bought a camera to play around with so that we could really up the quality of our content on our channel. And, you know, in the two weeks that they said it would take to flatten the curve, um, (laughs) I thought I'll have plenty of time to look over this camera, play around with it. And in those two weeks, when we get back on the road again, I'll be an expert. And so, you know, obviously that didn't work out. And so I was like, I got this camera now. I need to start using it. So I would just go and take photos and my own videos of places around town in our own backyard to try to capture the beauty of things surrounding us. And so that led to, I did a wedding for somebody and a couple of other projects. And I was like, well, I think it's about time to start getting paid for this. (laughs) So we started our business enticing media. Um, Yeah. And it just, it seemed like the natural thing because I had been watching YouTube for so long at this point and watching how things were being edited. And I just have always had an interest in the television film world. So yeah, it just seemed kind of natural. And then you decided to jump in full time this year. What, what was the, uh, what was the change? What made you want to decide? Um, what made you want to do it full time? <laughs> so a few things, um, you know, who doesn't want to work for themselves? Well, I mean, there are people out there that don't, um, Kudos to you. Uh, you know, I'm not me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I had been a part of a job, uh, a company for 13 years that I <laughs> absolutely hated. And I didn't like working for the owners. Um, there were a lot of events that happened during my time at this company. And I walked into my job one day not even planning to do this. I walked in one day and I said, my last day is going to be December 31st. And after 13 years, uh, my boss said, thank you for the notice. And that was when I knew that I made the right decision. And I spent, that was in March of 2021. I spent the rest of the year up until December 9th thinking, well, what am I going to (laughs) do? And I decided to go full time because I had enough of working for someone that didn't appreciate or respect my opinions, the value that I added to the company. And mind you, this was a C-suite level job. I was a COO. And so I was making a decent amount of money. Um, probably should have been making more, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) You know, um, I wanted, I decided that I wanted full control. I wanted to control my schedule. I wanted to control what I was getting paid and I wanted creative control because I had so many ideas that just weren't being listened to and weren't being heard. And it just felt crushing. It wasn't yeah. about the money for me. It was about the fact that I had something to offer and it was being turned down. 
So that's that's why. Right. That that's crazy because and definitely that's that seems to be a pretty common theme in the world of corporate, right? Like <laughs> it, it's like at the end of the day, you're not really they don't really care about you. No. Like, and you, the crazy quit is- after yeah. Oh no, go ahead. I was gonna say you quit after thirteen years and he was just like, Thanks for the notice. Bye. Yeah. Well, that's the craziest part about this is this was the furthest thing from corporate. So I the company had at the most at one time we had like nine employees and mm. the owners of the company were there every day. So I mean it was like we didn't have an HR department, we didn't have everything that big corporate companies have. So I sat down directly with the president and said this and left my job. And she was the one that told me, thank you for the notice. It was just, I felt like that portion of it wasn't incredibly corporate. Right. That's very interesting that it wasn't corporate. You were still treated like it kind of was corporate. Because that's the stories I hear because I haven't been in corporate. I mean, I've been in business for my entire adult life. So yeah. I, I was lucky enough to, to be able to, to, to learn the lessons early mm-hmm. and to figure, to figure out what I wanted early. That's but amazing. I've talked to a lot of people who've been through that journey. Um, yeah. And it's all kind of, it's all kind of the same thing. No matter how long you were there, it's like, yeah, they really don't care. No, they don't. And I would love nothing more than to be able to grow my business to the point where I have employees and I can be the absolute opposite of what I experienced. I always tell people, because everybody always says, well, what have you learned in your past that makes you a good business owner now? And I'm like, what, the things that you shouldn't do? (laughs) (laughs) Caring about people? Yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, caring, the fact that I felt so unappreciated, I would never want anybody to feel that way working for me. And so I think this gives me a very competitive edge for hiring because, I mean, let's face it, most stories that you hear of business owners in large corporate America, um, it's, these are a lot of the stories you hear. And who wants to feel like that? We're all people. We're all equal. Like, let's help each other succeed. Yeah, exactly. That's incredible. And it's incredible that you're able to escape the world of corporate or i guess in this case not so corporate but still kind of corporate (laughs) and then uh dive into entrepreneurship full-time which i think is very very exciting so you dive so you started your business Mm -hmm. and then you went full-time this year Mm -hmm. when did the podcast come into it oh the podcast came into it i think it was end of february early march was my first episode it was probably on the list of things that i wanted to do during like the birth of everything that I'm doing, I wanted podcasting to be right up there as priority because to me, there's nothing more reachable right now in our current state. I mean, you have the ability to reach hundreds of thousands and millions of ears. And people always said when I started, like you do video, why aren't you doing video podcasts? And that for some people I think was a off putting type thing. And I kind of just wanted to get my feet wet in it and definitely leaning more towards doing video now. But, um, I just, I also just love meeting new people and having conversations like this and just being incredibly authentic and organic. And I don't know of any other way to 
do that other than having a conversation. Exactly. Now, there's a lot of ways to create content. There's social media posting, there's blogging, there's like having a YouTube channel. But honestly, a podcast is the most genuine, like authentic way of doing that, I find. Because with social media posts or blogs, like you could have hired a ghostwriter or marketing, like, you know, professional to do those for you. Yeah. With a YouTube channel, it's always a, a small part, unless it's like literally just the podcast releases video. But if there's other stuff in the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. then it really, you're kind of on for that, you yeah. know, like you're like, yeah. you're kind of performing in a way. So it's not even yes. r- truly you. And yeah. also like for listeners, I mean, you have to carve out time to read or carve out time to watch those videos. But with a podcast, mm-hmm. you're just talking. And mm-hmm. I've gotten many, uh, any people in my personal life who listen to my podcast has told me like, wow, you sound like the exact same. Like there's no different. Like you just sound like yourself. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. Yeah, that's right? it. And people can yeah. listen to it in the car, on the way to work, when they're working out, when yes. they're cooking dinner, whatever. And it's like you're just chatting. Yeah. You know, and I think there's something really, really special about that. Yes, I completely agree. And having a YouTube channel myself, it you definitely when the camera goes on, there's a certain energy that you feel like yeah. you need to convey. And I mean, that could be very real. Some people have that constant energy. For me, that's exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm not saying that the content we're capturing isn't real, but I definitely feel myself, you know, standing a different way because I'm cognizant of how I look on camera or I'm my some of my words are more high pitched because I want to sound more excited. I want that to come through on the camera. But when you're podcasting, I mean, you're literally just talking. And I yeah. would hope that people that listen to me think the same way that when I'm talking to them, this is how I sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it's it's funny, especially I feel like it's kind of subconscious too. maybe on your yeah. channel. Like you just you find yourself being more on for it like you're performing your voice maybe goes a little yeah. bit higher pitch like it, it happens yeah but on a podcast the subconscious messaging you get i guess from being on a podcast is to just be natural right you're just exactly. talking it's yeah. very casual yes it's, you know sometimes it may it, sometimes if it's a live podcast you may see a little bit more like a little bit more of a change yeah but even then not right. as much as like as recording a, a proper video yeah. You know, no, I totally agree. And uh, the podcasts where you're unscripted and you're just f- having the conversation flow help that organicness, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, early on, what I used to do was think of questions for my guest and I would send them the questions ahead of time to so that they could think of answers so that we could keep the conversation going without any awkward pauses and basically to help my editing because this wasn't my main focus at the time I was trying to grow my business. And I was like, well, the less time I can spend editing my podcast, the better it'll be. So, but it, it started to sound really scripted. Like somebody, a director handed us a script and said, okay, you need to talk about this. And this is how you need to answer the questions. Mm. And I was hearing this myself and I was like, I don't like this. We're just going to do very natural conversations. And in our pre-podcast conversation, we talked about how this is the great thing about podcasting. You just never know where it's going to go. So why not just let it go? 
Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like you know a, an interview on like a like a like a news channel or something. Right. You can see it's all been pre-scripted. I mean, usually yes. a lot of those interviews are probably like rehearsed beforehand, even. Oh my gosh! Um, yeah. I feel like anyway. I don't know. I'm not an expert, but like, yeah, it, you can tell. Like, it does not feel natural. It does not feel like an accurate representation of who that person is. Agreed. So I definitely try to be as opposite from that as I possibly can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. I like it. I like your style. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So I, I want to ask, how has the podcast impacted your business? Have you have you noticed an impact? I have noticed an impact. So I have, I was talking to a friend recently who also has a podcast and he said, so what are your numbers up to? And I am using anchor right now. And I've heard that they're absolutely horrible for statistics, <laughs> that they're not very accurate. So I don't really know what my listenership is. But I told mm. him that I had at the time, now this was months ago, uh, my third episode, I think that I did had like 40 some listens to it. And he was like, well, we've had our podcast for two years, and we just got there. And I was like, Oh, okay, so that's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel good about that. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of people reach out to me that I never expected to reach out to basically say, you know what? I've been listening. I love your voice. You have a great voice for this, but I also agree with you. I want to talk to you about this. I want to have a conversation. And when those people reach out and you start having conversations outside of the podcast, that's when they start becoming clients. So, you know, it's a natural progression. The more of yourself that you put out there and the more authenticity, the more people will be attracted to that and want to work with you. And that's what's happening right. for me. That's really great. I, I love to hear that because something I really try to do on the podcast is highlight the ways a podcast can impact a business outside of just like monetizing it with sponsorships or ads right. or something like that. Because that's, that's all everyone ever says is like, okay, well, I have a podcast. How do I monetize it? How do I monetize it? How do I get sponsors? And I'm always like, that's not, that's, that's not the point. You're missing the point. <laughs> yeah. The point is, is a tool to help grow your business and create relationships for the business that, you know, could eventually turn into clients in the same way that like, I don't know, like an email list. You don't monetize yeah. an email list, but no. at the same time you do it and you pay for it. Right. And, you know, it creates success for your business. It's not like the money comes from the emails. The money mm. comes from the business from the emails, right? The money exactly. doesn't come from the podcast. The money comes from how the podcast supports the business. And so the money yeah. comes from the business. And yeah. so it's great to hear that you have experienced that as well. And you have seen, seen this happen from the podcast. That's really yes. exciting. Yeah. And I will continue to do it. And if I didn't love doing it, it would be a lot harder for me to put an episode out every oh, yeah. single week. I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot of work, but I mean, it's something that if you choose to do it this way, you can do it for free basically. And you start advertising it. It's just more content that you're putting yep. out more ways for people to reach you and get in touch with you. I mean, it's kind of a no brainer. Exactly. Yep. You get it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So as we begin to wind on the podcast, I did want to ask you one final question. And that was, when you first started podcasting, what was your biggest fear 
about podcasting and did that fear end up coming true? Oh, I think this is a really tough question and I love it. (laughs) So I'm thinking back to when my husband and I were, were doing our own, our podcast, because I have always been very into putting myself out on social media. I never had any qualms about people thinking, oh, she looks fat or, oh, she's really pale or, you know, that criticism that comes from putting yourself out there. I think that one of my biggest fears was that people that I know and love would judge me for my opinions. And especially with that podcast being so focused on our child-free life, our I'll call it our child-free by choice life. It is a controversial topic and for some people. And I was really like, all right, well, I'm going to put my opinions out there. Whoever doesn't like it's going to tell me. And I think that was my biggest fear. I didn't care about people that I didn't know or people that I occasionally would come in contact with, but I was fearful of my best friend or my sister or my parents listening and being like, well, I didn't know you felt that way. Do you want to talk about it? You know, and having that, the podcast conversation lead to some other awkward conversation I didn't want to have with somebody. There's just, these are my feelings and these are my opinions, take it or leave it. But how do you do that when it's somebody close to you? So, I mean, my husband, I think, if, and for a lot of people, the one of the biggest fears is just having your voice out there. I know I have a friend that I've been trying to get on the podcast for so long, but he hates his voice so much that he's mm-hmm. like, no, I can't do it. You know, it's very, um, the insecurities are very surface for a lot of people, but oh, mine, yeah. mine was definitely, okay, uh, these are my opinions. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> and did, did, did anyone ever complain? Did it come true? No. And I kind of... <laughs> It's funny because my biggest fear became my biggest insecurity in the sense that I was like, well, I feel like people aren't reacting. Are they not listening? (laughs) (laughs) So then my biggest fear became, well, how do we get people to listen? People aren't listening. We don't have enough listeners. (laughs) The the natural progression. Yes. That's hilarious. It's funny, too. That, like, you know, your friend that you wanted to get on uh, was hard to get on because you didn't like the sound of his voice. Mm -hmm. And it's funny, that was the exact same for me and for a lot of people, I think. Uh, It was difficult for me to start my podcast because I hated how my voice sounded on recordings. Oh, yeah. And, you know, and, and, but it's fun, but I don't care anymore, you know, after recording so many episodes. But, like, Mm -hmm. Especially people coming on podcasts as guests who aren't podcasters themselves, a lot right. of insecurities come up because it's not for you and me. Like w- podcasting is just like a part of life. Like, we have a yeah. podcast that's connected to our business. Okay, great. But for a lot yeah. of people out there, it's like kind of a big deal. Like you want oh, me, it totally me to be is. on a podcast? What? Yeah. So I actually interviewed somebody for my podcast this week who, after the episode told me that it was the first podcast episode he had ever done. He turned several other people down and chose to do mine. And he was absolutely so nervous, like sweating during the entire thing. And he was like, oh my gosh, 
I can't believe I just did that. And I was like, um, wow. Like, <laughs> I don't even know what to say. What, you know, why? And he was like, I don't know. I just I'm very self-conscious. I don't put myself out there like this. And it's, it's just different. And, you know, he said he felt very comfortable with me. And I, I just, I was obviously honored to hear that. But yeah, people are just, it's not a normal thing for a lot of people. Yeah, which is kind of funny to think about because I do, I, I'm on podcast interviews, you know, all day, every day. And yeah. So it's kind of funny that it's, that it's a, a that it's quite a big deal. Yeah. For a lot of people out there, which I think is pretty exciting. Yeah. But, well, I mean, we live in a world where it's so easy for us to do this now, whereas, you know, back in the 90s, it was like, you couldn't do that. All, you yeah. had to work to get on television. You had to work to get on the radio. And yeah. now as consumers or whatever you want to call us, just civilians, we <laughs> all have the ability to put ourselves out there without a giant company saying, okay, you're on in three, two, one, you know, it's just, you can do what you want. Yeah, exactly. Which I think is incredible. And I love that we have the ability to do that. Now, I, you know, we don't have to be employed by, you know, radio or an agency. I don't even know how it works. I'm not even in radio, but it definitely yeah. is a little bit more difficult than just waking up one day and going, oh, I'm going to start a podcast because it's exactly. literally what you could do today. Yeah. Yeah. And even all you have to do is just start. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I love it. Well, <laughs> thank you so much, Nell, for coming on the podcast, sharing these insights and having such a fun conversation with me. I had a really great time and I'm sure our uh, my listeners did as well. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a fantastic time oh de definitely definitely and for people who are interested in you and all the work you're doing where can they find out more about you ah so you can find me on facebook is the platform where i spend most of my time um you can find me i'm nell tice and uh instagram i'm nell k tice i do spend some time there as well uh you can check out my website www.nelltice.com uh also my business enticing media which is enticing my last name is tice so it's e-n-t-i-c-e ing uh com ticingmedia.com and uh yeah my book on amazon is curvature of the career so that's where you can find out more about me and get in touch with me there we go perfect well thank you so much again now for coming on the podcast you're so welcome thank you for having me thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the path to podcast success show if you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review, letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.